is to control us, we become a self-defeating movement. We condition women to accept the physical violence we are fighting daily. So with Survivor Alliance, it's all about supporting each other and rising up together. Word. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Asaley. Thank you, the SurvivorAlliance.com team. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm Global Val. You've been listening to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, that inspiration is contagious. So peace. Thank you. And uh, let's keep uh, uplifting one another. All right. And here's a little music from... Who am I going to play? There's a little more music from Renee Asteria or Rosteria, who I was playing throughout the show. And stay tuned. The Common Thread Collective is coming up next, which is a big community open mic. And these ladies may stick around and, and uh, share a little bit more. Um, come on down and join us. 21st in Florida here in the Mission District, 2781 21st Street. Peace. Walk, walk, walk it out. Walk, 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 walk,
solo un segundo es lo que toma para entrar al otro mundo. Solo un segundo. Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave and actually uh, with still my guests from Women's Magazine today, Asaley and Drew, who have started the SurvivorAlliance.com, uh, a place for uh, community uh, resources and, and all sorts of uh, healing for well, surviving from sexual assault. Um, so they're going to stick around for a couple, a few more minutes and give us a, a little synopsis of what they're all about here on this podcast. But we're going to start the show with uh, Blood Flower out on, their, on the piano. So uh, take it away, my friend. Thank you. 
Thanks for setting the mood. Wow. That was beautiful. Like I that's like a piece that if I if I were some sort of like trained dancer, you know, like some sort of dark ballet, I'm not really sure. But it was it was really moving. Um and thank you for contributing your musical uh prowess and genius. And uh, a good space to be. Oh my god, it's AK's birthday. Yes it is. Thank you for that. Well, let's try to call her later when she's out of school. Oh, yeah. We should give her a call. Uh, Let's give her a call. E.K. Keith. Well, let's uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's begin. This is a a new show in a new way. When I walked through the doorbell, I passed a year, and he had these two sisters, and I've I've asked them to stick around. uh, uh, These two sisters were, were just laying it out there. The Survivor's Alliance, I heard. And I was thinking, well, that's it. We're all survivors. We're all survivors. And how do we survive in the face of the kind of system we find ourselves in? So I ask, I ask, I ask you two to stick around. You have an event coming up. And let's, uh, we have a lot of people listening now or weren't listening before. So, uh, so let's start from scratch a bit. Talk about this idea of this. Uh, what do you mean by the Survivors Alliance? So Survivor Alliance is about bringing together all the many resources that can support. We focus on sexual assault primarily, what the wide net of sexual assault and what that is. And and bringing together, yes, very wide, bringing together the many resources that can support a survivor's healing journey or allies that are also looking for support. And that might be moving, it's moving away from this criminal justice system, like take and on combating sexual violence and moving it back to the communities who are most affected and highlighting the voices and the work being done by various health professionals or grassroots organizations, nonprofits, or um, local artists, makers, people all doing their own thing to heal. That's what we're talking about, doing more together than any of you, doing more together than any of us can do on our own, um, than doing us on our own. And, and you have an event uh, later in February, February short month, a later in February, which will be a test, and not the final test, but a test and how, how this could be done. Is that right? Yes, it is. On February 28th, we have an open mic night at Octopus Literary Saloon in Oakland that is going to be going from 7 to 9 p.m., and it is an open space for people to share their experiences with sexual assault, harassment. We also encourage allies to come and learn about how they can be a better ally and learn from the survivor's perspective of how they might be perpetuating cycles of rape culture themselves. Well, the Octopus is a new... uh a near legendary place for many years for open mics for people to come together over in Oakland. Now we're we're we're, we're across that bay, San Francisco Bay, um, here in San Francisco. So I uh, what I'm thinking is how we can uh, uh, how we can make that happen over here. Uh, and here we are sitting here at the Mutiny Radio, where there would be room, where we could be having one of these Fridays. Coming up, maybe the Friday before or the Friday after, to uh, put it out and put this out and put it out, uh, around uh, out of the room and around the planet on the internet. You know, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds really great. It'd be great to collaborate and have collaboration some is the open word. Open mics around. Something. I say collab. Yes. Let's have a collab uh, right here and connect some. Uh, it's just uh, the week before 
or the week after uh, the octopus. Let's tell people about it. Let's put it out there. And also, we have a telephone, and we have a phone line, 550-415-550-0511. So people can call in. People might not want to make the journey. People might want to remain, uh, uh, remain a little more anonymous. They can just call in and be part of the conversation. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's a really great outlet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, all of this is uh, my spontaneously uh, coming from my mind. So I just put it out there, and if it sounds ripe and right, let's do it. Going with uh, the higher flow. Follow the higher flow, and uh, we're talking about our healing. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about, uh, we're all, when we see it that way, in this capitalist disorder, in this 1%, in this age of Trump, we're all uh, we're all trying to we're all working on trying to survive each and every day. Some of us in the workaday world, some of us outside the workaday world, some of us uh, directly from a direct sexual assault, but uh, but there's all subtle assaults coming in many different ways. Am I right? Yes. Yep. And they all... you look at each other. I love you both. <laughs> I know. Don't they have wonderful energy, Dave? Yeah, they do. That's nice. <laughs> when I walk through the door. I said, wow, who are these two? And how they find one another? This is dynamite. We're convinced there's some like higher level, like universal stuff that brought us together. Well, all of us. Just by Absolutely. chance, here's a poem, in fact. Uh, let me know when you're ready to go, when you need to go. Let's, I'll do this poem, then we'll win. Here's a poem about just this. Because uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, there are no accidents. Well, once we realize we're all brought together for a reason, we're here to make these connections. We're here, we're here to help build this movement, a movement not based on, on killing machines, a movement not based on money, but based on people finding one another. And what came to me just before I turned 80, uh, the old beatnik dude, that's me, we're 80 with these words, yeah, these words, which I, I don't know if I had you repeat, uh, you can repeat these if you want. This is the way I roll. These words came from the Spirit, and here's what she said to me. Learn to love. Learn to love. Love to learn. Love to learn. This never ends. That's learn to love. Love to learn. This never ends. Isn't that part of the healing you're talking about? Always. And we're all this learning experience called learning to love and loving to learn. And uh, it makes life a good deal more entertaining. Thank you. And you had a couple other events that are yeah, coming up. Let's make sure we get all the details out there for folks. And I'll, I'm taking notes on all this, so I'll be putting it up on our Facebook page, too. Yeah, so we so, have that open mic night. We have a panel discussion in March uh, on allyship. And the big one that we're most excited about is called Redefined, A Day of Healing. And that is on April 14th in Oakland at Humanist Hall. And that is the culmination of all that we are. It's bringing together nonprofits in the space and not just sexual. It's not no, strictly limited to sexual that. assault, but it can be um, nonprofits that are, you know, anti the prison movement or, or supporting formerly incarcerated people and all these all these anti violence movements. Um, so bringing together nonprofits, uh, food, having some great food, having food some bombs. Dance and movement and yoga and having a lot of great speakers and leaders in the sexual assault prevention and recovery space to share their and beyond. wealth of knowledge. 
And that event is also partially free and partially paid tickets. So if you are unable to afford it, we have a lot of options for you to be able to access the healing resources regardless. We do believe that regardless of your economic status, you should be able to access all of our events. So the majority of them are donation based. We really appreciate any support that we get. And if you are interested in helping out for a free ticket, volunteering, then just check out our Facebook page and we can communicate further about that. Mm -hmm. It goes, give what you can, where you can, when you can, however you can. In other words, lend a hand. Yes. And what happens then? Strangers become friends. Friends become family. Family becomes community. And community the move, I put my fist in the air, that's our movement. Mm-hmm. And that's so, I think we're brought together for a reason. And I'm so glad to see the two sisters here. And I hope it's a, this can be a, uh, uh, will be a to be continued in this space, with this space. And we're here every Friday, 3 to 6. And Women's Magazine is from 2 to 3 before that. Mm-hmm. So music, poetry, uh, poetry, conversation, acoustic, semi-acoustic. We're up for all of that. Is that right, Ravel? Yes, indeed. 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 Break that word down. Indeed. In theory and indeed. That's what I'm about. So how did you two find each other and realize you're, that there's something, uh, uh, there's something uh, psychic going on, that you're on the page, uh, uh, on the, uh, that you find yourself, you got out of the box you found yourself in, um, uh, that you, we got out of the box we all find ourselves in, and we pushed that, and we got on the same page, and we're pushing the envelope right here, right there. And how, how did you two find each other? I like the way you look at each other. Who's going to speak for it? Who wants to tell us? We, we met through uh, volunteering, the volunteer training for SF Women Against Rape. It's like a 40-hour training, so you go in with the, like a cohort of, for us it was cohort. about 15, 17 women, and connected pretty quickly. And it's also very serendipitous how we both ended up in that particular training, because there's multiple of them a year, and we both ended up in the same one. And we hit it off. And hit it off, I can see it. And that's hit it about being open to it. Well, let's end, end with this poem. Is that right? But now... Let's do this. Uh, so let's, let's let's go through it again. So uh, the open mic at Octopus is going to be February twenty eighth from seven to nine. Seven to nine. Is that a regular open mic that they have there? They have a lot of open mics at Octopus. I see. I see it all the time. Yeah, they do a lot of open mics. It's not going to be a regular one for us quite yet. We're seeing what the community um, best responds to, but they have a ton of events there, and we recommend checking out their calendar if you're interested in planning your own event. They are they offer a free space as long as um, you are opening it up to the public. So. That's right. Well, here we are, sisters. Going. Very cool. If I can say that, it's sisters, all right? Can mm-hmm. you say that? I know you're walking around. Anyway, sisters... <laughs> So glad you're here. I'll end with the poem. Because I read the, okay, I'm end with this poem about that there are no accidents, everything's connected. And at 80 years old, I realize that more and more every day. I'm open to it, down for it. I don't know if you read the poet, but the poet Rumi is what he talks about. Rumi and Hafiz and the Sufis dancing, dancing. Peace, love, and understanding, and there are no accidents. Everything, it's, we're all in it for a serendipitous, just by chance. Not uh, too likely. Just because the reason is now unclear doesn't mean you won't know. We won't know one day. If we hang on, hang in, follow the stream right down to the sea, look up and see the stars, my sisters, really see the sky. Undeterred, 
then he's not stopped. By conventional thinking, short-sighted, deaf and blind in the spirit. Naysayers, killjoys, wall builders, door slammers, vision slayers, doomsayers, scribes and Pharisees of science, theological engineers, lords of the system of things. But new morning, springside flows, figurative stench, eyes glow. And the night that live and dead, the poets remain alive, walking down that tightrope wire, looking out for one another, just strolling down that moonlit path, that good red road. Dreamweavers, spirit menders, healing the pain, soothing the silent screams, warriors of the rainbow just sing our freedom song. It's about this. It's about being dark as just before the dawn. But when and where you least expect it, help will come along like green shoots thrusting through the damp, dark earth. Love will spring anew, life will spring anew, just breaking through the ice. So, my sisters, so glad to have run into you, so glad to more than run into you, run into you. What a okay, what an expression that is. So glad to have you around and come in and read women's magazine. Hey, Val. Anything more we should, except that you're always welcome here. Make this your spot. Three to six Friday. I'll give you my number. If you have any questions, or you have thousand. Three to six on Friday. Um, this is open mic, open heart, open mind, open arm, and open arms. Thank you so, so much for having us, Mutiny Radio. We really appreciate getting to know you all better, and we look forward to collaborating more. Yeah. So cast that wide net. We cast that wide net. We find that common thread. And we say, don't panic, just keep it organic. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming down to Mutiny Radio today, uh, the Survivor Alliance, helping people heal. And uh, you're listening to mutinyradio.fm. We're here in San Francisco's Mission District. And as Dave said, this door is open, as are our microphones, and they mostly work. So um, you are listening live very cool of you to be listening live on a Friday, but this podcast is available on the website. So if you go to mutinyradio.fm, go into the podcast section and find us here at the Common Thread Collective. It's a big list there. It's all alphabetical. Common Thread Collective, and you can find all of our past shows and uh, share the links directly. So thank you, Drew and Asaley. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to having you come back anytime that you have more events that you want to um, let people know about or uh, things expand or... Uh, yeah, any 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 time you know the door is open, just let us know. Call us in. That's great. Thank you. We really have loved being here, and we appreciate Oakland, it. San Francisco, together, together, and the world, the world lies ahead. When we look at the history, the history, and the history of, 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 of our times, we can see how so much this Bay Area, San Francisco, and the, the, the Bay has has uh, has helped kick things off that have been heard around the world around the planet. I go back to the beat mix, the 50s, fuck yeah. All the love she was denied She never heard her mother's side You must be who you are You will find your way through Though you still fear the dark Let love come to you
gambler with her wealth She left nothing for herself I did not want my mother's life A loyal and resentful wife When the call came that she died I heard my mother's voice inside You must be who you are died and showed me how I could not be my mother now. I owed us both a second chance to love myself enough to dance past the ghost of both our past. Lead the way to love at last. You must be who you are. You will find your way through. Though you still
mente dando la vida entera sin pensar en un futuro de placer apagaría tu amanecer no habrá futuro en que correr no hay para qué pudiendo prevenir la oscuridad eterna controlar tus emociones y escuchar tu voz interna y más allá de la pasión del fuego y la respiración el riesgo existe y la emoción es la que insiste solo un segundo solo un segundo es lo que toma para entrar al otro mundo sí solo un segundo es lo que toma para entrar al otro mundo Solo un segundo Victimization Have the controls Exploitation Over body and soul It's about transparency Not simply A plastic thin boundary With greater intimacy Guilty new fantasy Intense ecstasy Inside me now the risk will be lit With greater intimacy Guilty new fantasy Intense
to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. Listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. This is some music from Renee Asteria off her album Rasteria. You can check out some more of her music at AsteriaRecords.com. That's A S T E R I A records.com and uh, here we are in the studio live here on a Friday afternoon as we are it is February 9th 2018 oh wow um, and <laughs> I'm here with Diamond Dave Yo. and our friend Tyler Tip Vicious what's up welcome back <laughs> and we got a new friend here Devin who came to hello, down, hello. down to mutiny today and Devin came down I'll, I'll give a little intro later. tell me if I'm not right he came down not at random, but came down because uh, came down because uh, comedy is, is is something he's interested in uh, as he faces the world and something he wants to bring to the world. And I invited him to come in. The comedy is uh, we want to stick people stick stick around to after six o'clock. There will be the comedy hour here. People have their six minutes to uh, to do what they do. But this is something else. This is weaving together this, the, uh, weaving together the self-casting characters, doing more together than any of us can do on our own. So Devin, why don't you jump in? Tyler, I know, he's gonna come in. Tyler's come down, by the way, Val. Yeah. He's gonna be cool. doing a record down uh, here. We're gonna talk about that in a bit. But Devin, talk a bit about yourself. How did you get this point in your life in which this is what you'd like to do? So give us a little background there, brother. Well, just to add on to what uh, Diamond David said, uh, these aren't my own words, but I believe all the world is a stage. And, uh, you know, here we are, this cast of uh, eclectic characters, we're all here, same stage, and uh, it's a beautiful day. And um, as you might be able to tell, I'm from the East Coast, and uh, it's been a 3,000-mile journey, give or take. And uh, here I be, here on the uh, the West Coast, and uh, it's just been, um, you know, a heck of a time. Been, uh, you know, finding myself here uh, amongst all the beautiful people and just, um, you know, been trying to uh, really get my foot out there. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, take that. The East Coast is a long coast. Uh, yes, the East Coast, I could go either in New York City, down to Georgia and beyond. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Where did you, uh, where, where did, before you made this jump off? to come to San Francisco, as so many people have. I go back to the Beatniks, 1957. Which is what brought me here. There was poetry. There was pot smoking. There was free love. There was all night parties. There was jazz music. This time, Amigos and Monk and Company. So, give us a little picture of yourself. Well, I come from a place called the uh, Lower East Side. Shout out okay. to everybody that's uh, listening to over there, and even if you're not, shout out to all of you. Living in the squats of the Lower East Side myself. Uh, tell us more. Oh, yeah? Oh, well, that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's in uh, New York, New York. The uh, city's so nice. They named it twice. And, um, you know, I, uh, I decided to really take a chance. Uh, where I went to school, I went to uh, BMCC, uh, beautiful uh, 
group of people there as well. You know, everybody's trying to get their uh, their education on, their hustle on, and you know, for uh, a lot of folks, it it starts there. Well, BMCC, I know CC is City College, no? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's Community College. Community College. So what's BM? Uh, that's uh, Borough Manhattan, and uh, okay. that's where the Lower East Side so, is. So we're talking about the Lower East Side. We're talking about you growing up there. You're also a Tani, I think. The word that is Tani. My kids are Tani too. Uh, b- yeah. Back in the day, when back in the day of slavery, when people would escape slavery and join the Native American people and would be runaway slaves, uh, we would be, uh, it would be runaway slaves, Native American people, uh, white people were just going to take the whole system. I think a lot of white sisters mm. left. They went into the swamps where they, where they were free. And what, what do they call their kids? Tani. That means they, they were, my kids are mixed too. That's a Tani. I believe you're Tani. Is that right? Yes, I am. Mixed, uh, mixed as a blender, yeah. Yeah, I see the <laughs> It's beautiful. Is that Jewish or black? Uh, so I'm black, Puerto Rican, Portuguese, Native American, and that's uh, Cherokee Mohawk Indian. Wow, well, welcome, brother, to the mix. Thank you tani for having me. Tani is the word. <laughs> word tani. of the day. Both word of the day. Both of you are tani, in fact. <laughs> Two tani fellows sitting here. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because, I mean, because you, you do comedy, and we're just kind of interviewing you right now about it, yeah. but um, <laughs> I went to, I was over at, Problem of the day, Mike. I know, Mike, Mike. Well, since I'm 80 years old, 80 years old, I go back to that first generation of this kind of tiny kind of way with Lenny Bruce when he was a young guy. Do you know Lenny Bruce? I don't. Tell me, though. Lenny Bruce was, they call him a sick comedian. I think we're going to find some, but you go even farther to a guy named Lord Buckley. Can you, hey, uh, Val, could you find a little Lord Buckley on the, out in the cloud? Probably so. Let's do that. Uh, well, you had something you want? Is your mic oh, on? Oh, yeah, yet? my mic's on again. So, no, I, I was saying, um, <laughs> so I was over at uh, walking around near SF General a few weeks ago, and this guy on topic kind of came up to me, and he's like, may I ask what beautiful ethnicity you are? And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to walk around here. And he goes, well, let me tell you mine. I'm Italian, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, and oh yeah, single. Can you cure me? <laughs> oh, well, come on. What I found guy? it to be rather amusing, I, I, I must say. And did you, you see him doing that all day It was long? a joke on point for what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't really tell and jokes, but I remember that one. I don't know. I think we've got another comedian in the house. And you can see this Jamaican guy. Did he have breadlocks too? No. Oh, you're not a, a, a Jamaican, not a child, loves to find you, but Jamaican. I, I see him looking for a comedy. Tell him about, uh, tell him about the comedy right here. He can do that right here. Uh, I didn't I didn't stop too no, long. No, I know you didn't, but anyway, <laughs> because I see him we all had a, We had a good laugh, though. I had, we had go, a good laugh. I bet. Go from open mic to open mic. <laughs> this, this guy goes to, from attractive woman to attractive woman. <laughs> polishing his act. <laughs> I loved it. We were at the hospital. He's like, can you cure me? I was like, oh, that's, that's good. I think he went from open night to open drink. Or maybe it was the reverse. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's whether it's for Anyway, uh, so anyway, just having fun over here. Tiny Brothers. Mutiny Radio. Mm. You're here. And uh, you're here, and this is emerging. And do I have this right? You came to San Francisco. I came with the beatniks. Then 50 years ago, we had the hippies. Then we had punk rock when it had its day in San Francisco. That was the 80s. And now, now here, so the generations have come in to, to, to join what they regard as the big leagues, 
San Francisco, where you can blossom, where you can become what you dream doing, dream to do and do it. Is that right? Absolutely. And, you know, there's uh, something, to, <laughs> something to be said about the weather here, too. Fantastic weather. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard of San Francisco. When I was five <laughs> years old, it's like yesterday. My mother, I'm looking up, and my, I'm look, my mother's looking down, and she said, you know, in San Francisco, I don't know why she said, it's never too hot and never too cold. And I want to tell you where this was. Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it's 20 below zero. Mm. And then I heard about this new generation of poets. Then it was not comedians, but poets. There's a common thread in San Francisco, 1957. Mm. So, and, uh, so anyway, and, and, and Tyler, it's so good to see you again. Howdy. I don't know you've been out, up there doing other things, but you're down. So, t so tell us how you fit in this uh, great mix of life and love and uh, what they call it, the survival? <laughs> survival. Alliance. Uh, so they we're in the alliance of survival, these two women, and, and we're surviving together. Together, yeah. together, together. Talk to me and talk to the world, Tyler. Sure. Those ladies seem very nice. I'm glad you introduced me on the way out. Uh, but um, no, I'm, I'm here uh, just for the weekend from the 9th to the 11th, maybe the 12th. I haven't decided yet. But uh, I'm, I'm recording a record that I've been working on for like days, it feels like. <laughs> Years, it feels like. Um, but uh, finally going to knock it out. Um, some of it's already finished. But it's called A R and B E P, and uh, the it's kind of the theme of the record is gonna be like it's gonna uh, seem kind of like a, a live performance, um, and all the irony that comes with live performances in like Sacramento, and um, <laughs> so um, I, the double name for it is A R and B. A-R-N-B-E-P also stands for A Romantic Night Being Emotional People. And um, it's a little bit of hip-hop. Uh, the lyricism is really influenced by R&B music and blues and jazz in general. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know me. I got to talk some shit. So. <laughs> I think, I think uh, both of you have that common thread. You've never heard one another. As far as I know, you've never met. But you come for, uh, you come for something... Uh, something Similar, maybe, which has brought us right here on this Friday afternoon, Freedom's Day. You know, it's a goddess day. <laughs> People think, uh, uh, thank God it's Friday. No, no, we say it's Freya. Thank God it's Freya. Freedom's Day. Right here, here we are on this table. Hey, Bell. Here we are. So I think what's, uh, think it'd be, well, okay, I'd like you to find, if you will, uh, find, uh, uh, see if you can find uh, Lord Buckley up there in the, cl in the cloud. Lord I didn't mention Buckley. Lord Buckley. Anyway, either mm -hmm. one of you heard of Lord Buckley? Mm -hmm. You're about to hear some of it. Not until now. Okay, Lord Buckley was a, before hip-hop, way before hip-hop. It was bop. Not hip-hop, but bop talk. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did, was translate his take on things into bop talk. And he'd get up between bands like Charlie, it was before Mingus, Mark, that, that generation of real, real music, not R&B, that's another flow that also comes flowing through the door here, wherever we happen to be. All oh, this whole tapestry of life and love and who we are. So you've never, you two have never met, and you never. But I'd like you. Could you give, let's say, Tyler? Could you give a sample of what it is you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hook do up. It. Then I would, then, I'll then hook up to the stuff. Let's hear you. Sure. We're gonna be listening to one another, two tiny guys. Can I? Can I, I plug like in? I'll, I'll play you guys some some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you already got something okay. already. Okay. Yeah. Can we hear it? 
<laughs> what, uh, you put you, me on the spot here. What you, yeah, <laughs> what we do? we've got. Do you want to listen to some Lord? Let's Buckley hear first? Lord Buckley Let's and get then, a little little we'll taste do. of that, okay, so we have a reference point. Okay, we got there's the Naz. Yeah, I've, I've, that's the one I picked up. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, the Hip Gone, which is about Gandhi, and then is where where he translates like Shakespeare in a Bob talk, to be or not to be. Uh, your choice. And then you guys think about what you'd like Don't to worry, do in we'll response. Be on the spot in a few minutes too. It's about <laughs> more together. It's kind of his thing. The tiny guys. <laughs> the tiny guys. They're both the same shade, too. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, you're darker than me this year. What's well, going on? You've been walking a lot. All you cats out there whipping and wailing and jumping up and down and sucking up that fine juice. Patting each other on the back and telling each other who the greatest cat in the world is. Alan Cobb, Mr. Dallin Cobb, Mr. Eisenhorn, Boots and Weezen, Mars and Boozer, and Mr. Whitney, and Mr. Beach, and Mr. Churchill, and all them here, they gonna get it straight. They can't straighten it, they know a cat that knows a cat that's gonna get it straight. But I'm gonna put a cat on you, was the sweetest, gonest, wailingest cat that ever stomped on this sweet swinging sphere. And they called this your cat. Benaz, that was the cat's name. He was a carpenter kitty. Now Benaz was a kind of a cat that come on so wild and so sweet and so strong and so witted that when he laid it, wham, it stayed there. Now see all the rest of the cat looks to see what he putting down. There's a man, look at that cat blow. Get let the cat go, the man, look at, get out the way, let the cat, man, don't bug me, get off my back. I'm trying to dig what the cat's seeing, Jack, is cool. They're pushing the nas. Cause they want to dig his lick, you see, dig his milk a lick. So the Naz say, <laughs> wait a minute, babies. Tell you what I'm gonna do. I ain't gonna take two for 680 you cats. But I'm gonna take 12 you studs and straighten you all at the same time. <laughs> Cats look like you put it here, boys. You buddy with me. So the Nas and his buddies was goofing off down the boulevard one day, and they run into a little cat with a bent frame. So the Nas look at this little cat with a bent frame, and he say, What's the matter with you, baby? And the little cat with the bent frame, he say, Well, my frame is bent, Nas. It's been bent for me in front. So the Naz look at the little cat with the bent frame and he put the golden eyes of love on this here little kitty and he looked right down into the windows of his soul and he said to the little cat, he said, straighten it. Cat went up straighter than now and everybody jumping up and down say, look what the Naz put on that boy. You dug him before. Dig him now. Yes, I can feel it. Now you see the Naz are coming on so strong and so fine and so great. Talking about when's he gonna appear next? What did he do there? He put it down once for the cat. The cat dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down twice, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down the third time, the cat dug it. 
Wham! Walked away with his eyes bugging out here and there, bugging there. Everybody. Now he's coming on so fine and so strong. They put him on this coattail. They want him to sign the autograph. They want him to do this gig here. They want him to do that gig there. They want him to make it the radio with the video and all that jazz. He can't make all that jazz. Like a splendid cast of carbon, the kid has got his own lake. But when he know he should show to blow and cannot go, because he got some strain on him, he sends a couple of these cats to the statement. So came a little old 50 cent gig one day, and the Nas couldn't make it, so he put it on two of these cats. He said, boss, go straighten that, that little riff over there. Boss said, take it off your mind, Nas, we got it covered. So on the way over, the boss run into a little old 20 cent pool of water, and he gets right in the middle up in the boat, and all of a sudden, lamb, thunderstorm, the lightning flashing, and the thunder roaring, and the boat going up and down, and he pulled cats, thinking every minute going to be the last, and one cat look up, and here comes the nas. Cool as anyone you've ever seen, right across the water, walking. And the Naz is a little boy on board. I think his name is Jude on board the boat. He say, hey, Naz, can I make it out there with you? Naz say, make it, Jude. And old Jude went stomping off that boat, took about four steps, dropped his whole car. The Naz said to stash him back on board again. So the Naz look at these kiddies and he say, what's the matter with you babies now? I say, what's going on here, boys? He say, what's taking place? <laughs> I said, what's all this fuss about here? What's going on? I said, man, I said, what's going on? I said, can't you see the storm storming and the lightning flashing and the thunder rolling? And now I say, I told you stay cool, didn't I, babies? Now the fame of the Naz is jumping. The grapevine is shooting out spots 40 feet long, and they're talking about what he said. How stood up to all these big bad cats and dug all that bad jazz and put him all down. And what he said he's gonna do and where he's gonna be and how he's gonna be it till the grapevine is jumping so bad. There is now 16,000 of these studs and kiddies in the Naz's little hometown where the cat lived, looking to get straight. <laughs> the Naz, no, he can't straighten them all. There's too small a place to want to hang everybody up. Nobody can make it. So the Naz look out at these 16,000 studs and kiddies and they say to him, Come on, babies. Let's get on out down the road. And there went the Naz, swinging away ahead of all these studs and kiddies and 16,000, stopping up a big hole. Swinging beat behind him, and our great necklace of love is supercharging and charging to him. And oh, it's brother to brother and sister to sister. And then Naz is stomping on a sweet swinging beat, going down the road. And Naz talking about how pretty the flowers, how pretty the hours, how pretty me, how pretty you, how pretty he, how pretty she. Naz had them pretty eyes. He wanted everybody to see through his eyes. And the heavens are to wail in gorgeous Mardi Gras time That before you know it, it was scoffing time And these poor cats at 42 miles out of town Ain't nobody got the first biscuit Well, the Naz, look at these cats 
And they say they're kicking the sand out there. The Nas say, you hungry, ain't you, babies? They say, yeah, Nas. We digging you so hard, what you putting down that <laughs> we didn't prepare, Nas. We goofed. Yes, that's what you call it. So the Nas say, well, uh, we got to take it easier. We wouldn't want to go ahead and order up something you might not like, would we? And they say, no, Nas, you put it down and we'll pick it up. So the Nas stepped back a few paces and he said, Our great swinging flowers of the fields. And they said, Oh, great non stop singing the song of beauty. And the Nas said, Stamp upon the terror. And they hit it. And the Nas said, Straight no miracle of body. The body went up. And he says, Straighten your arms, and the arms went up, and he said, higher, and the arms went higher, and the nails said, dig infinity, and they dug it, and when they did, wham, up a thunder went through, and they look in the left hand, is a great big sweet stuffed smoked fish. And in the other, a big, thick loaf of that gone crazy honey-tasting, non-stop, sweet-swinging southern bread. Why, these polecats flipped. Naz never did nothing simple. When he laid it, he laid it. So when the saints, when the saints, marching in, go marching in. That was Lord Buckley, the Naz. And he's talking about Jesus of Nazareth, right? The Naz. But he humanized, and he's humanizing it. He's taking Jesus out of the hands of the evangelicals, out of the hands of these right-wing assholes, these ones that uh, I'll give our advice. We're in trouble with Trump. Boy, think about Pence. Well, that's a, oh, boy. boy we, yeah, we're going to impeach Trump, and then we'll have Pence. Good luck. He's an evangelical. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that's in there that, uh, that uh, Lord Buckley was really, uh, was really playing a joke at by bringing down Jesus to actually what, who he was, a fellow, fellow human being with a lot of charisma. Well uh, said. Yeah. What? <laughs> well said. Jesus uh, said, Jesus, I say what I say. In fact, they quoted me in the City College paper about long-time learners. And then he read it right there. Uh, Diamond Day says, Jesus was no son of God, but was a fellow human being who helped teach us to love one another. And there we are. So uh, 
why don't you sweat it? Uh, hey, uh, hey uh, Taylor, could you get us a, uh, give us a sample of what it is you do? Sure. And hey, uh, We'll get it set hey, up uh, here. No, no rush. Okay, and I, I, I want to get a sample of whatever. Tell me again. Devin. And Devin, let's get a sample of what it is you do. Context, they say, is everything. We give the context. Then you can stay for the open mic if you feel like it. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to play something off the record that we already recorded. Oh, beautiful. This is Wizard's World Internet debut, isn't it? It is. Fuck um, yeah. But I will say that everything is rough because we are still working on it. Well, we'd be rough. That's the beauty of it. This uh, tracks about uh, tobacco. (laughs) This one. I did that all myself. The whole fade out, that was me. (laughs) Amazing what genius comes through this door. (laughs) What comes through the door, intern? 
uh, just lending a hand. And then we began to connect. You were around here for quite some time, too, wasn't it? And then you disappeared. Now yeah. you're, now you're in uh, Sacramento doing something else, yeah. which you let people know or not, depending on where you So, David. Yes, sir. Here we have another brother. brother. You've never met before. The two of you, tiny, tiny dudes. And uh, you heard what he has to do, the kind of things he's working on, the trail he's on. But bring me a few like popular culture and who we be and how we see and how we're all in this together. Let's see. Let's. let's I want to hear something from you, Devin. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's going to be uh, hard to follow up on that because uh, that was just so damn fantastic. I gotta say, you know, really good. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Well, you guys need to meet and connect. You are meeting and connect to one another, and see what we can. But it's all about doing more together. People have met on this show, and things have happened, and they find one another and she, and and support one another. Go ahead, Devin. Absolutely. So uh, again, folks, my name is Devin, and um, you know, I hope you weren't uh, expecting anybody from the uh, West Coast here doing some comedy. I'm from the East Coast, you know. No hate, though, as I've seen here on Dave's show. Fantastic place to be. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, my story starts here. And uh, you know, if you're listening here on the East Coast and you don't like me, well, you obviously have the weather of going outside and enjoying some beautiful weather. You know, or at least I think it's beautiful weather. Um, <laughs> you know, it all depends on your uh, your opinion here, but um, but yeah, you know, if you're on the we uh, the East Coast and you don't like me, well, you're already probably out of work. So you know, if you're not, you can keep working, and if you aren't, well, I wouldn't advise you to go out and enjoy the weather unless you're that kind of person. You know, unless you like the cold. Personally, I'm not a cold person. <laughs> but um, yeah, here and I here I am picking apart my uh, my post-its like some kind of uh, office jockey. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. You know, we're all having fun here. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day out here in California. And um, anybody on the West Coast that has ears, you know, you could probably tell that I'm not from here. <laughs> but I am happy to be here. And, uh, you know, I don't try to pick up on accents like... Um, like you folks do. I mean, you guys could spot me out of a crowd, like you know, like that. Thought about it, bro. Accents all day long. I thought that was just you and the way you were. I didn't think of the Lower East Side and Alphabet City and so on, where I spent considerable time. And though that, but now that you mentioned it, it's all cool. And whatever it be your accent, accent in. We're finding that common thread. Take a go, go on, brother. And that again, folks, is the wonderful Diamond Dave. What a fantastic guy, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, as far as I know, it depends on the day. <laughs> well, it's a good thing it's uh, you it's know, a Friday. It, yeah, right. It's a Friday it's here. That's right, freest day. Remember that, folks. You know, in case you haven't gotten it down yet, I'm still getting it down, but you know, we're all gonna get it down one day. <laughs> and uh, so let me see. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, most folks don't. Um, you know, don't approach me uh, saying, oh, yeah, you know, you're uh, you're from the South or something. It's like, no, no, it's pretty obvious that, you know, you're, you're from the East Coast, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, I myself, I'm trying to, you know, figure out uh, the difference between some of these East Coast accents. I'm just like, you know, like, what's the difference between the New Jersey? There you go. No. Hey, and he's the funniest guy here. <laughs> I can't trust David a comedy show at all. At all. He takes everything way too sincerely. It's okay. There's your mic, Dave. I'll put your mic on. And what is it? It's a bunch of white guys with beards talking about their fucking girlfriends. 
And there you have I never it. I never get those, laid, and I wonder why. Those damn girlfriends. <laughs> I never get laid, I wonder why, because a bunch of white guys with beards and could touch Dave, the who's doing guy. comedy here? You or Go Devin? Ahead, I guess I'm this is my Go question. It's pretty funny, though. Hey, no, I, I think we're having, a, you know, we're having what's called a duet here, you know, going on. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's not just a one-man show. If that were the case, well, then, you know, no, I'd be like, all right, I'm already tuning out. No, two-man. This is a two-man deal, well, obviously. Sign-up sheet's already there. Go ahead. Tell us more. Six minutes, six minutes. I'm probably at, like, uh, you know, now five and a three quarters. You talked about accents. <laughs> I get that. Uh, go, go ahead. You're, you got a paper. Keep reading. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to keep reading. Going to keep reading. Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, uh, on, on the West Coast, I mean, I'm sorry, in the East Coast, it's uh, it's difficult to tell, you know, like, okay, you know, New Jersey versus a New York accent, you know, I mean, we're pretty much, I mean, we're so darn close to each other, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like a rivalry, it is a rivalry, you know, for anybody that's, uh, you know, heard of those two lovely states, uh, it is a rivalry, and uh, if you've ever watched that one Family Guy episode where uh, Peter walks into a bakery, and, you know, and he's talking to the guy across the counter, you know, going all bobbity boobity, that is literally... A conversation between a New York person and uh, someone from New Jersey. Literally the exact same thing. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you know, California is a beautiful place, I got to tell you. Uh, unfortunately, it is very difficult to determine um, or gauge, rather, the uh, the distance between things. Um, like on, say, Google Maps. You know, if you're to Google Maps, you know, you look at a place and it's like, oh, you know, that's not too bad. That's that's walkable. It's like, yeah, you know, that that's walkable if you have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you're, you're, you're driving and, you know, you're coasting along and, you know, before you even know it, you're like, oh, I'm there. Yeah, you know, that was nothing. But, you know, from the East Coast, you know, I, um, I'm so used to walking everywhere. You know, I've got these fantastic legs and, uh, you know, I'm lucky that they haven't uh, given out on me yet. Because, whoa, California is a heck of a place to be walking around. I tell you, you will, uh, you will get your exercises worth. And, um, yeah, you will definitely build up leg muscles. You know, leg day is every day for me here. You know, for most people, they just focus on the upper, you know, and those are probably the people driving cars, you know, like, eh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but well, you got Lyft, too, Uber and Lyft. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Uber and Lyft, uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm so used to using my legs. It's, uh, you know, uh, Uber and Lyft are, are so foreign to me. You know, uh, you know, what is Uber? You know, what is Lyft? You know, besides uh, these these obscure uh, apps that I just haven't downloaded yet. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of in the 20th century, so I'm. I'm well, how'd you get here, bro? Uh, <laughs> Me too. I don't. Know. <laughs> you came here. You you heard about Mutiny Radio? So how'd you get here? Did you walk from wherever it is you were here? Did you walk through the mission? And uh, did, you, did you walk <laughs> from the Lower East Side? <laughs> no, I'm talking about he's been here for a while. I, oh, I see. I'm how sorry. long have you been here? I'm just trying I, to I just imagine here. you walking through the mission, looking for 21st in Florida, so you could sit down because you heard that you could come here and do some of your routine. No, uh, uh, some of your routine. This one uh, kind of around accents, it seems. <laughs> I see what a routine is where you pick up something and you kind of trip with it. But you're here. How'd you get here? Did you walk? Well, uh, I did, in fact, walk from the Lower East Side. You know, like I said, I've got well, legs like a horse, so uh, I did, in fact, walk. <laughs> but here, in Cincinnati, I'm, I'm talking about today. I walked around the Lower East Side when I was in the Lower East Side. I lived in the squats of the Lower East Side. Those days we call it, call it El, Alphabet City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's where I'm from, Avenue B, representing yeah. Avenue B. And Alphabet City, B and C. And D. But that was before, that was the squats. That's where now gentrified Lower East Side. What the fuck? Yeah. The only thing that, the only thing that seems the same, uh, 
saying there was a, it was the smell of pee that you smell everywhere at Lower East Side. Well, you know, that's you because they, uh, yeah, they decriminalized it. Yeah, so you could. The street or something. But anyway, uh, but then it was all these empty buildings. Now you know about that? It's probably more. I don't. Are you about? Are you thirty yet? I don't think so. I'm. Uh, I'm almost there. If I look at my clock, you know, if uh, if thirty were a number on the clock, I would be almost there. Uh, that's right. Right there. That's right. I just looked at you. I could see you <laughs> staring right at me. Why? So anyway, and I interrupted. I see. I got a good idea of you. What you do? That, that's kind of like. And I saw that here when they when all these white guys with beards would come after at six o'clock here, where they tell about tailing your life, finding something in your life that you can pick up and make a comedy routine routine after around. In their in a lot of their cases, it's about that they never get laid, and they blame the world and they blame the women. In fact, these white guys with beards don't get me get me started. They don't know. We're not, we're not. <laughs> Dave, Dave's getting himself all started Hold over here. Oh, oh, watch out, folks. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> man, man, man with the white beard sitting next Are to me. Are you gonna stick around till after six? About ten minutes. Look <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you actually have a, a really, f- um, you have a line about comedy. Oh, yeah. Here's my comedy. I do have a comedy routine. Let's hear it. Here's mine. Do we talking to the mic, though, please? I am. I'm just going, I'm just going back to start. I'll get back. I'll go to. Here's comedy routine. Thinking of myself at, at the open mic. Playing this role. Playing the, I got a persona. A lot of them have personas, which is white guys with beards. I got a persona, which is yourself and a little more so. Old hippie dude. <laughs> Come on, old hippie dude. What are they saying? Anyone, old hippie, here's my comedy routine. Thanks for reminding me. I'm funny this way. <laughs> a lot of comedy routines start that. Have you noticed that? I'm funny this way. I'm laughing. I go to an A meeting, and it makes me want to drink. And I go to comedy night, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> That's it. That's Time Dave's routine. Dave, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> He's getting up to take a bow. <laughs> he might be walking off to... I'm walking back to doing a pee. victory. I don't know. That was, a, that was a victory. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for keeping us on point. That's why you were such an amazing co host here on the show. Yeah, it's so good to have you back, Tyler. And I suggested, I'll say it to everybody because she was, but my, our sister, our, in fact, our, our sister, um, uh, I said, who was here last week? Who started a circle at Hippie Hill? Caitlin. 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 Caitlin Thomas. That's where he went to come to. Caitlin, there'll be a circle. If you want to, hey, Mr. Lower East Side, have you ever been to the drum circle at Hippie Hill? Can't say that I have. No, I please so. enlighten me. I'm about to enlighten you. Tyler, I bet you have. Yes, sir. But every Sunday at Hippie Hill, and I'll tell you how to get there in a moment. This amazing drum circle, not just drums, saxophones, keyboards, and even some, I know now there are even some didgeridoos, the world's oldest instrument, you know the didgeridoo? And they're coming, and maybe there'll be 50. Uh, just a dumb circle that won't stop. More white guys uh, with beards? Or? Uh, some white guys, but people of every color. 
every color. Some of them are tiny, like you guys, but every color. <laughs> every color, black, with the beard, not with the beard. Black and white and so on. No, it's not. Uh, you call it hippie hill, but it's it's now totally multiracial. Is that right, though? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've right. been going there since 1967. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, Caitlin has initiated what she calls the People's Library. She's got, she sets up this tent in the back, there during drum circle. Sets up the tent and fills it with some of the most amazing books, most interesting books, the People's Library. And, and there'll be a circle of the artwork, art, art supplies, if you want, if drawing stuff is what you like to do. There'll be conversation of that, be what you do. But that'd be our sister Caitlin, and that's going to be Sunday too. And I suggest that you're making, making this, uh, this record, uh, Tyler. That'd be a good place to get some uh, what you call ambient sounds. Mm-hmm. The drum circle. Mm. I'm gonna try to come. I can't make any. Promises. Well, I, I, I ever said that you have to make any. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it's gonna be there. Yeah. Same to you. Uh, same to you, my brother Devin. Got it. Devin, come and uh, cope. And uh, if you want to uh, get the material, is what you're about. I can see that. Uh, doing comedy, getting a material, which is what both of you are about, is a way. Tobacco. Anyway, all of the, um, whatever be your subject, that was really beautiful to hear. And uh, you, and I want to invite you both now. Uh, Tyler, when this record comes together uh, this weekend, this mighty weekend, I'd love when you're ready, when you have the ambient sounds, when you scratch your head exactly, say when you're ready, I'd like, to, I'd like you to come and we'll give it its world world uh, internet debut right here. Was that possible? I'd love that. I'll walk a copy down here myself. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Hey. Devin's ready to help you with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me know what you need. He's going to walk it, it's gonna walk it down, walk it out. <laughs> yeah, legs like a horse, told you. Well, I too. <laughs> so anyway, well, well, and Devin, I want to say to you, welcome. Welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome to the underculture, <laughs> the counterculture, the, uh, the, the that which is uh, doesn't fit in naturally to any fitting in, but life itself. Oh, and let me describe for those all out there how to get to Hippie Hill. Have you been on Hate Street yet, Devin? No, there's a lot of places I haven't been actually. Well, Hate Street, I, that's probably true. But uh, we talk about Lower East Side, what that was. It's on the, I'm talking about the Hate Street, where the 50th anniversary of the, now the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love on Hate Street. That's where it happened way back then. Have you heard of that? Hate Street. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you go on Hate Street, the Upper Hate, and it, it, it ends at Stanion, and that's where the top of Golden Gate Park starts. So you go in, and you go down through a tunnel, and then you cur- curve off to the right, and there's oh, Hippie Hill. Okay. Yeah, you'll, see, you'll, you'll, <laughs> ah. you'll hear musicians, you'll see people sitting on the lawn, and it's not a very big hill, but it is a little bit of a hill um, that you'll see ahead of you. If you, um, but on your left is like the big children's playground, and there's a carousel there. It'll steer clear of that if you're going to Hippie Hill because all the weed smoke. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's right over there, and um, it's uh, yeah. Right, you'll hear the once you go through the tunnel, which is almost immediately after coming. A big beautiful so field. As you'll well. hear it's a beautiful hill, grassy, cool people just sitting around. You'll see the people's library, and you'll hear the drums, the drums, the drums, the saxophones, the. Uh, so you'll hear it all as you walk in alright so, uh, so what I got from that was over the river through the woods mm-hmm. to grandmother's house we go Kinda. and then we go past way. grandmother's house and uh, into way. the proverbial rabbit hole and then you take a lift from there exactly <laughs> 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 well, 
I'll be there because I've, 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 I've made a commitment to be there with Caitlin and whoever shows up. She puts up the tent and we can hold forth. And anybody out there listening to the show would like to come there to Hippie Hill, uh, there will be. And it'll be another beautiful Sunday. I, can, I, I believe we can almost guarantee that. So hey, if you want to start seeing some of San Francisco and hear some of our accent, if accent's what it's about, we all <laughs> we'll all blend in. And hey, Val, all about it. So yeah. guys, thanks for coming through. Yeah, Don't thanks. Like Welcome. And you really rolled with these with these punches. With <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it. I just googled Hippie Hill and it actually came up on Google Maps. I just thought that was funny. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a four point seven out of yeah, five. That's that. pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, four, it's four totally 20. walkable too. It's only fifty eight minutes away <laughs> if you're walking <laughs> only 58 minutes folks that's under an hour that's so totally walkable oh, yeah. yeah for I'm sure i'd rather Head walk there. an hour than spend another I'm hour on a bus <laughs> all the interest have all the head shops all that you can do some real material then down through the tunnel to hippie hill that's where Jimi hendrix is still uh, hendrix, all the ghosts oh, are there janice joplin all the ghosts are there but as yes. uh, uh, all the ghosts are there, it'd be happening. I was there, there. In fact, when we first started calling it um, Hippie Hill 50 years ago, 1967, we'd say the, the street was so packed with people. You, didn't, you know, they cut off traffic. There's no longer, after 67, there's no traffic on each street except people. I had no idea. The buses, no. Mm. The cars, no, there's people. Now there's too Back many people. <laughs> and then, now it's kids, but, but anyway, whatever it is, come see <laughs> yeah. for yourself. A lot of shops, a lot of posters, but come on through and come to Hippie Hill to get some idea of the real thing. Hippie Hill. We used to go there and say, this is just too fucking much. Let's go to Hippie Hill and smoke a J. And that's where it all began. And now 50 years later, I'm still here. Living oh history. Goodness. Still Speak- smoking J's on Hippie Hill. Speak- <laughs> Speaking of which, um, we just passed 420, so oh, I'm just... Time to commemorate. I, th- I think we should now. take a little musical break. And I want to see, did you find Lenny Bruce, by the way? No. No Lenny Bruce? Not there? yet. Okay, I haven't looked up. yet. He's still in the cloud. Folks, if you have them, smoke them. In the cloud. You got any Lenny Bruce out there? Smoke them. Smoke them. The latest strain. Freedom. Fine, amazing. I got your head going.
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio.fm in the Mission District. We're right at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets. If you want to come on down and join us on a Friday afternoon, we start the show at 3 and we cruise through till at least 5.30 and sometimes nudge up against 6 o'clock. So you're welcome to come down and be a part of this community open mic. And um, as you can tell, um, it's full of varied content and, uh, we never really actually know what's going to happen, which is kind of the magic of it and a lot of the fun. So, uh, thanks for joining us here and joining us again, two weeks in a row, I believe is our friend Rob, who has no last name. None. None. <laughs> like it. I like that. Uh, and last week, you read a piece called The Truth in Advertising, where you basically said, of course, Donald Trump's the president of the United States. He's a perfect poster child in a very, uh, uh, you know, sad uh kind of realistic way yes. um so I, I i liked that piece a lot um and uh then you had a fable so what have you brought to the table today i heard in the last segment lenny bruce came up so i i did a, a little quick shuffle and uh, i have a piece about lenny bruce and this is this is entitled lenny and vaughn i'm going to tell you about the funniest moment in the history of stand-up comedy. Of course, for my opinion to be authoritative, I would have to have watched every moment of of stand-up ever. Not only have I not done that, I wasn't even there for this alleged funniest moment. And not only wasn't I there, but I have never watched video of it, nor listened to audio. Yet I will still tell you that it is the funniest moment of stand-up ever, by far. The moment came at a Lenny Bruce concert one week after JFK's assassination. The country was in shock, like it had never been before and would never be again. The thought of anything being funny was almost inconceivable. But the concert had been scheduled, and the concert went on. And the curious thing is that Bruce wasn't bust-a-gut funny. People didn't come to his shows to laugh themselves silly. He did social commentary and satire, thinking person's humor. But uh, none of his siblings in stand-up ever came close to the moment that he created at the Village Theater in Soho in 1963. He came on to polite applause. He removed the mic from the stand. The crowd probably expected some kind of disjointed slow-starting diatribe, if they expected anything. The greatest professional challenge ever faced in this country belonged to the scientist who was asked to split the atom. The second greatest professional challenge belonged to anyone who was asked to do comedy the week Kennedy died. Bruce stood silently as the applause faded. He didn't move. Now, in stage time, one second of silence is noticeable. Several seconds is profound. Lenny Bruce stayed quiet for several seconds, and then several seconds more. I will suspend you in that moment to tell you about Vaughn Meter. There were few stars burning as brightly in 1963 as comedian Vaughn Meter. His rise had been meteoric. One year earlier, 
this unknown landed the starring role as a JFK impersonator in the comedy album The First Family. It set the Guinness record for the fastest selling album of all time at over a million a week for the first six weeks. Vaughn's life became a celebrity whirlwind with non-stop TV appearances. He went from $7.50 a night in coffee houses to $22,500 a week headlining in Vegas. A second First Family album was released. Sinatra asked him to join the Rat Pack. He refused. Vaughn's every performance centered on his JFK impersonation. Stop me if you can see where this is heading. Lenny stood on that stage as an eternity passed. The images of Kennedy's funeral were still fresh in everybody's mind. Lenny finally exhaled and quietly, quietly said, Poor Von Meter. Nobody clocked how long it took for the first person to laugh. How long they all laughed once they started. Or how many faces were tear-streaked by the time Bruce spoke his fourth word a minute or three later. There are few things in this world more cathartically pure than laughter. It's why we need comedians and actors. When we laugh at them, we laugh at ourselves. Every mother-in-law jibe, every premature ejaculation jest, none of them would ever work unless they made us see ourselves. Comedians give us permission to laugh even at things horrible. In a world that had been turned upside down, Lenny stepped up and said, it's okay to laugh. What a great story. One that would be doubly great if it actually happened. Now, to be sure, something like it happened, but what exactly that was, it's not lost to history yet because there are people alive who were there. But I don't know any of these people, and opinions on what exactly happened couldn't be more diverse. I intended this article as a celebration of a great moment, but it became also a meditation on faulty memory and the internet. In researching this article online, I was staggered to discover how many versions of the story exist. The date of the performance is variously given as the night of the assassination, three days later, one week later, ten days later. The stories don't even agree on the most essential element. What the hell he said? Here are all the versions that I found. Poor Von Meter. Von Meter. Von Meter is screwed. Two graves have been dug in Arlington National Cemetery, one for John Kennedy and one for Von Meter. Don't shoot! Now, to my ear, only one of these has the perfect poetry to be the greatest moment of stand-up ever. 
Now, whether Vaughn's rise was the quickest in American history is open to debate. What is less debatable is that no white-hot celebrity ever disappeared as quickly and completely. And Lenny? He, uh, he died three short years later and was one of the greatest Americans to ever live. A Mount Rushmore of freedom might feature Lincoln, Stanton, King, and Bruce. And uh, maybe, just maybe, Larry Flint. <laughs> in, in shaping this country, in determining what freedom of speech means, in forcing us to live up to our ideals, Lenny devoted and sacrificed his very life. Poor Lenny. Poor Vaughn. Wow, of course, wow, brother. Yeah. Right on time. Who would have guessed it? Yeah. <laughs> the theme emerges on the show. That was a great piece. And Lenny Bruce, of course, was destroyed with a piece of, for saying what? For saying motherfucker. Yes. For saying stuff like that. For refusing to, uh, to say, uh, put a, a piece of putting a piece of duct tape over his mouth. And uh, Wilbur Elliott and talking about life itself. And he would, we had, we started with, did you hear, we started with Lord Buckley. Yes. Lord Buckley, who was uh, 10 years or so before, who did everything in Bob Talk and pushed the, meat, pushed the envelope for sure. Yeah. We had these two, the two Tani guys who were here. I'm talking about uh, the two Tani guys who are here, each one in their own way, um, their own way embracing this. We have you just by accident. There are no accidents. And that's what came with the survival. We all agreed there are no accidents, didn't we? That everything is on time. Doesn't this happen to the show? It's true. Fuck. My my favorite Lenny uh, bit ever, Dave, was. Um, I hope you find some on the, out there in the cloud. I hope I, you I, I did after okay. the after the assassination. Um, everyone in the country was talking about what happened, and particularly with Jackie. They were talking about how Jackie, you know, threw her body, whatever, to to protect her husband. And Lenny said, "Bullshit." Bullshit! She was trying to get the hell out of there. Everybody, everybody paints these bullshit pictures, and no, she did what any normal human would have done. She was, she got, she tried to get out of there, but ah. And Lenny, was... uh, the last of Lenny is a picture in my mind. Is a picture through a window, and you know, the camera's picture was taken through a window. It was a men's room in some club or something. And, and you look at what's going on here. It's a picture of the window and they're lying on the floor with a needle in his arm, dead as a doornail, doornail as Lenny Bruce. That's how, he, that's how I believe how he went. Maybe that's mm -hmm. another ap apocryphal story. I don't know. Yeah. But he had his flame. He and uh, Mort Saul they were called. I was to see. I'm being 80 years old. I lived during these times. You can look back, but I was there, so we have a different perspective. Yes. But here be Lenny Bruce. Let's hear some Lenny Bruce and his <laughs> sister. And we got some theater coming up. We're going to be talking to you soon. But here's Lenny Bruce. He was one of the four forerunners who make could make it happen that we can be doing what we're doing and say what we want to say and talk about revolution in the best kind of way. Here in the survival, the survival, the survival. We're going to survive. Take it away, Lenny. You're better off alone, man. I got it. That's it, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of new suits. You know, I've had the same dumb suit for 10 years. You walk in her closet, you can't even breathe. That's it, I'll get a whole bunch of suits. I'll get a chick that likes to hang out, man. I'll get a, I'll have them vodka parties. That's modern, vodka parties, swing it up, ball it up. I'll get a chick, I'll get a chick who likes to drink. Boy, my wife sure used to look good standing up against this thing. She's the lowest, though. <laughs> I really put her down, no, 
No, I really miss her. I don't want some sharp chick that can quote Kerouac and walk with poise. I just want to hear my old lady say, get up and fix the sink. It's still making noise. All alone. All alone. Like a near-sighted dog wears the bone. Ah, but it's better to be all alone. No more taking out the garbage, hear her yakking on the phone. I gave her everything, even my mother's ring. But to me, she was so petty. Sometimes I wish that she were dead. But it'd probably take her two hours to get ready. <laughs> when she's old, then she's going to be sorry. That's it. Like, she's young and swinging now, and she can get a lot of guys, but when she's old, I can see her about 20 years from now. How you doing, Annie? I haven't seen you a long time. You look good, a good baby. You're still washing your hair with Dutch cleanser, I see. <laughs> yeah, you look good. You gained a few pounds. What happened to your neck? <laughs> I heard you got married a few times, huh? Me, no, I've always stayed single. I, uh... I've been investing in property. I picked up a little place in Mexico. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Acapulco. I don't know. <laughs> Where are you living? A furnished room? That's nice. You cook on the radiator, the paper drapes. <laughs> Sit in the lobby and watch television and all, yeah. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You have the diners club. You sign for you go first class in those joints. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Her future spells a murky gloom. I'll be rich and famous, and she'll be living in a furnished room, but it's going to be too late. I won't hear a moan. I'll be living in my Knob Hill mansion, rich and all alone. All alone. All alone. I'll be rich, but so all alone. that Lenny just wanted to show me what I had given up. I'll show her. And he did. Well, that was an interesting piece. That was like an early on. And then right at the end was his, the, I guess his lady he was talking about yeah. <laughs> years later. And she, she, uh, she gave, we were doing a, wanted to do a Julian Barry play uh, called Lenny. They made a movie out of it with Dustin Hoffman, and we were rehearsing it. And then a letter came through from the widow saying he, she had a disagreement over money, something, some bullshit like that, and nobody could do it. His greatest piece in my mind is one called uh, uh, called um, Religious Incorporated. Yeah. Well, you that ends with the Pope saying, and then kiss the big ring, and the Pope appears. You can find that. Let's, let's talk for Hey, sister. Now hey, we have good time hey, for some sister Hey, welcome, welcome back. Thank hey, you. Bill. So good, good to, to have you. Uh, everything, how things fit is just amazing. And I, I saw you on Hippie Hill this week. I got to say, it was the first time that I've ever been there, and I've been back there every day this week practicing my ukulele. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> so he's going to so look for him <laughs> at Hippie Hill. That's the inspirational touch there. Like Arthur Godfrey. Was the same time. Hey, sister, Thanks, Rob, up. for that Lenny hey. Bruce piece. Hey, uh, hey everybody. Uh, my name is Nina Sacco, and I just came in today to uh, let everybody know about an exciting new play that's being put on through uh, Shelton Theater. If you don't know about Shelton Theater, it's an amazing, small, intimate 
Theater here in San Francisco on Sutter Street. It's run by Matt Shelton. It's just incredible. Um, he founded it in 1993. There are two very small uh, venues, very intimate. It's a beautiful space. Um, and the mission statement, just to let you all know a little bit about what the place is about, it's to create stories from a diverse community of artists in order to illuminate the human condition, increasing empathy, imagination, and communication. So that's what we're all about down at the Shelton Theater. We got a lot of things going on. We got plays, we got improv, we got music, we got comedy. You know, if you're into the arts, it's a great place to uh, come down and check out. So today I wanted to share with everyone um, we have an amazing opportunity. We. Uh, it's an all-female production. We created a play called Nowhere Man. We're going to be performing it at Shelton Theater on February the 23rd, that's a Friday, and February 24th, that's a Saturday. Um, it's all donation-based, and all of your donations will go to our production in London in April. Um, we're bringing the play to the Swindon Fringe Festival and also a small independent theater in London called uh, the Etc. Theater. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to let you all know that that's going on. Um, it's an all-female production, a new play, written by myself, directed by Marjorie Fairchild, who's a powerhouse in the uh, performance arts in the Bay Area. Um, and yeah, if y'all can come out and check it out, uh, February 23rd, 24th, that'd be fantastic. Um, also wanted to let everyone know that the ladies are going to be coming in along with myself uh, next Friday to read a little bit about the play and uh, can pick our brains about, uh, you know, the, the whole production, so... That's that's really exciting, Nina. I'm glad that you came in today to give us a little heads up. And um, so, yeah, that'd be really cool next week. So you're going to do some little little segments of the yeah. play. And oh, I love that. Yeah, it's like old. That's like old school radio right exactly, there. Exactly. Which Storytelling. is what's happening here. How cool. Right on, Nina. So it's called that's Nowhere fun. Man. It's an all-female cast. You wrote the play. Yeah. Well, that's exciting because I know you're a really good writer. Um, so the Shelton Theater on Sutter Street. So uh, what's the is there a web, what's the website? Yeah, we have for that? a website. It's uh, sheltontheater.org. So yeah, come check it out. You know, it's nonprofit. Uh, donations are always welcome. You know, if you're interested, we have classes. You can come down and donate your time. You know, um, see what the place is all about. Uh, you know, we need as much help as we can get. Keep it all running. That's really cool. Dave, did you hear? So um, so Nina here wrote this play called Nowhere Man, all-female cast. And next week, some of the members of the cast are all going to come down and be part of the Common Thread Collective and uh, and and give us a, a, a sneak preview. We can do this. Yeah. And we do this. It just brings a smile on my face, Nina. <laughs> and how things work out, how we roll, and something we realize we're doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Absolutely. So I love that. And we'll put it out, and, and of course this will come out as soon as the show is over. It comes up as a podcast, so you can, uh, so people can uh, don't have to uh, if they miss the going live, maybe they can hear it any time of the day or night. Absolutely. And we'll do this, and we'll connect to this play. Have you written other plays, Nina? No, this is my first attempt, um, and it's all thanks to the Shelton Theater. You know that it's really a loving, supportive environment. Uh, gives people wings, to, you know, to do what they want to wow. do artistically. It's a great place. So, like, you met Sheldon and said, I'd like, and he said, why don't you do a play so a play emerges? It's not, it wasn't just a bunch of pages you took in. It doesn't work that way around here. No. Nope. Sure. <laughs> and so everybody takes part in putting it together in a way. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And did you read this, uh, did you read this, Val? The summation, the Val summation. Three young waitresses. Why don't you read them? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a, a... Three young waitresses. Okay. Wait 
quick uh, teaser for everybody. Teaser, so teaser. Uh, three young waitresses dish about everything from getting stiffed to feeding the insatiable male ego. At oh the glass boy. ceiling diner, justice is served with a side of sarcasm. It's all in good fun, if not in good taste. <laughs> Nowhere, man. Nowhere, man. Well, Nowhere, man. So they're coming in. Nowhere, man. Next week, it'll be every week something emerges, and here we are. So Nina, that sounds so wonderful. Thank and you. you'll bring them down, you'll be yeah. down, and we'll let them merge what role it can be of getting the word out. And also, and this, and this will be, when does the play open? Uh, we're going to do it uh, just one weekend here um, at Shelton Theater. That's uh, February 23rd and February 24th. It's an amazing oh. cast. Come check these ladies out. And, uh, and uh, their, their time here on Mutiny Radio, we can get what time they need. Which any you all need can be part of the play emerging too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's your uh, playwriting debut. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then already with plans to to take it to London. Yeah, and we're taking it to London uh, through some connections. Uh, Matt Fox, he's a playwright out of uh, the UK, and uh, he invited us to come along, and uh, it was a no brainer. Had to go, you know. No brainer, and he can yeah. do. There can be side by side. A San Francisco. Well, does this take place in San Francisco? It yeah, uh, it's kind of like just an Americana piece, you know. No, no set locale. No, it doesn't. So we have yeah. the Americana piece, and maybe they'll merge a side by side Brit uh, Brit piece. Yeah. They show women in the same position in in England will emerge doing as they do, and we'll be doing more to do that that dance across the water. Absolutely. Women yeah. stepping up. Exactly. That's why I say. And I say almost every week here, what came to me a few years ago, I look at something's happening here, and the words that came was, I think you've heard me say it, uh, the goddesses galore, sisters glorious. The, the, the theme of the coming is women are stepping up. I'll say it again. Goddesses galore, sisters glorious. Yeah, I knew if I took it over here, Val and Dave would understand. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually, you know, at the Women's March, there's so many amazingly, you know, so many creative signs and things. And one of my favorite signs out there just said, women are coming. <laughs> um, I'm like, that's a great sign. <laughs> well, I like that. I, I Thank just, you for laughing at that. I, it's subtle. It's, you know, I guess. I got it. I said, what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But speaking of there, British British women theatrical women doing that thing i i came across sorry no pun intended um i came across this group of uh british women called the four femmes on the thames and they sing a song called woman up and it's a funny video too i just i'll recommend it hey, just we'll check, it out. check it out check it out i'll 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 see we'll yeah, see we'll see. see if we have time i know we've got a okay. few or folks maybe here next week when we bring the yeah that's, that's what we'll do okay good idea cool. see we are doing more together than any of us can do on our own <laughs> thanks for that template dave it really helps on a sleepy yeah, well, kind of friday and let's uh uh, play some of the uh, women's music, uh, women, uh, women's punk bands, and so on, as they began to emerge and free the people. I mean, we had, uh, remember what came before you? I mean, is that too long? Uh, right Girls? You know the Right Girls? Uh, they, they came out of, well, you'll hear, they came out of punk rock back in the 80s. Awesome. Women, women, uh, they're called Right Girls. They were the first ones to say and make it part of what it was that did the slogan. 
at the show. The band's like Bikini Kill. Right. You can find them, Bikini Kill. And all that. The show said, they suddenly stop and they say, Smash Patriarchy. Yeah. Smash Patriarchy. <laughs> that was that era. And we don't, now, now it's not just smashing patriarchy, it's just moving around them and the dudes just uh, stand there scratching their heads. <laughs> Something's happening here. <laughs> Women coming. <laughs> Something's coming. Hags coming here and I just don't know what it is. <laughs> Sounds like you already read the play, Dave. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm 80 years old, so in a sense... I've been around. <laughs> I've been around, and I'm loving it. And I think we love a new time because when I look at what dudes, 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 I just shake my head. <laughs> I got it. It's time for goddesses galore, sisters glorious. Oh. Hey, though. Right, right on, Nina Sacco. I'm looking forward to next week when uh, some of the cast comes through to do Nowhere Man. And I sure hope you all can make it to the performance oh, as well. Oh, I want to for sure. Let's do so anyway, look and see, and I'll tell, let's tell people in the audience who haven't been here maybe that we have a lot of room here. You can not only do you, but can you bring the three, but bring whoever you think is part of the crew or whatever you want to bring. Just bring them along. It will be a party, sister. We'll bring an entourage. An entourage. <laughs> Good okay, stuff. Then. Well, here we are on the Common Thread Collective at Mutiny Radio. Uh, it is the five o'clock hour, so we've got another, you know. 40 minutes uh, before we wrap up. And I see our, our friend John Rodano says he's uh, right there and ready to roll. He's already strumming his guitar. Thank you for setting up those microphones. And, uh, John, welcome back. Hey, hey, uh, before oh, thank you. Uh, John's what? coming up, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, we, let's set up, let's play, uh, uh, the, I'm sure you can find a line, the Beatles playing the original Nowhere Man. We'll we'll, we'll we'll line that up for you for next time. But here we are, and uh, I see I see quite a few folks right here. So, John, welcome back. All right, how's the sound though? Sound? You're good. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, I do want to uh, push an event that uh, is going on tomorrow evening at the Bazaar Cafe, 5729 California Street, in support of the Hastings School of Law, Poverty and Race Journal. Uh, myself and Tommy Avicola Mecca will be opening the event tomorrow at 7 p.m. We'll be doing a 50-minute show. And this first song is uh, give you an idea of what kind of music and uh, spoken word we're doing. This one is called Murder. Well, why'd you have to shoot? I had my hands in the air. I really give you this kind of life-threatening scare. Well, it's too late now to get out of this nightmare dream of a scene. There's a hole in my lungs, and I can't even scream. It's murder. That's what it is. His hands were up, the witness said. His hands were up. And now he's dead, it's murder. Thought I was doing good, I was going to school. I know I'm not perfect, but neither are you. Did I push him too hard just being too broke for a smoke? 
growing up in these streets it just ain't no joke it's murder yeah that's what it is the hands were up he was in the van his back was turned of course he ran it's murder There's a bullet in my head and the light going out I ain't ever gonna know what this life is about Well, I'm covered in blood from my head right down to my feet I see it pulling in a puddle In the middle of the street It's murder That's what it is. His hands were up. He was in the van. His back was turned. Of course he ran. It's murder. I didn't think it's so wrong That now I gotta die and be dead for so long Well, I'm thinking about my mama And how she's gonna be crying When she sees how her boy In the street He be dying It's murder that's what it is. His hands were up, the witness said. His hands were up, and now he's dead. It's murder. Why'd you have to shoot? I had my hands in the air. I said, why'd you have to shoot? I had my hands in the air. Did I really give you some kind of life-threatening and scared? Or was it maybe you just don't damn care? It's murder. So that was kind of a harsh song, so I'm going to balance it out with a St. Valentine's Day love song. That's just to bring balance, because I... It was actually a mutiny radio years ago. And you remember I did, opened for a, a 
for a fundraiser for Mutiny Radio, and yeah. I got a pretty good reception. I did five songs, and then someone comes up to me and goes, I like your music, but can you do anything other than political music? <laughs> so I, uh, you know, and, and most singer-songwriters do some love songs, so then I did that forbidden love thing, which was kind of gross and disgusting, but this one's a little bit, you know, a little bit better. <laughs> Like a man, like a meteor that crosses across the sky, a flash of light so fast it blinds my eye, with a sonic joke to the heart I think I'll cry, and then it's gone like the end of a song and I can just cry. I wanna make love to you, I wanna make love to you, I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you. Wanna make love to you, I wanna make love to you, wanna make sweet, sweet love to you. I took a leap Like a riptide You pulled me out too deep I reach for you It's a hold I can't keep I'm sinking fast Wherever I might sleep And will you even know I'm gone And will you weep I wanna make love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna, wanna, wanna make love to you Poems of pages burst into flames You can see it all on TV, real life, it ain't the same Around this world, reporting fears, nobody takes the blame People not treating each other like sister and brother, it's really such a shame But you and me together, we don't need to play that game I wanna make love to you, I wanna make love to you I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you I wanna make love to you, I wanna make love to you I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you My neighbors think that I'm just being mean At night when I wake them with my scream It sweats so hot it fills my room with steam How am I gonna tell them that it's just a wet dream? Cause I wanna make love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna make love to you I wanna make sweet, sweet love to you Thanks for spreading the love, John. And we hope folks go out to your show tomorrow night at the Bazaar Cafe over on, is that? That's on California between 21st and 22nd Street. Uh, and so Tommy Avicola Mecca and I are doing a 50 minute show to open it up at 7 p.m. So if you come and come there by seven. And, uh, but there's gonna be some other people there. The uh, uh, the Valencia organization is going to be there, and there's a half a dozen other organizations that can be there with information booths and things like that. But uh, good stuff. All right.
Well, thank you, John. You're welcome. Good to see you. And uh, hope you have a good show tomorrow. It was a good time. We're saying a lot, a lot of motion happening here, a lot of, a lot of ins and outs. We're saying peace out to our friend Tyler, Tip Vicious, who came in earlier. Good to see you, Tyler. And we got to play his stuff. And now we've, we're back in the booth, and we've got our friends Barbara Bennett Barbara. and Bridget Duffy. And Bridget. Is it Duffy? Duffy, yes. Oh, Did you say Barbara Bennett? Yeah. I am not lying to you. That's my cousin's name. Really? Where are they <laughs> the from? The one cousin I'm in touch Where with. Where are they from? Maybe Pennsylvania. I don't know if there were Bennett in my family in Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure. It's funny. Barbara Bennett. I, I'll show you the emails. It's weird. Well, B- Bridget, you'll be, <laughs> be, be Irish to the max. I think it's Sean McCasey. Irish to I the think maximum. I, think of those, of those great days, <laughs> I have but, a tiny bit of Irish. Uh, well, anyway, I'm about uh, a tiny bit of everything. We're going to mix the match here. But uh, Barbara, you've told me that you have some kind of, uh, you have some short poems kind of like what? Well, I did the 17 syllables, so I think they qualify for haiku. And I kind of had this idea, and please, like, if it's not good, shoot it down. I was thinking we could get stickies and put haiku, like people could write really fast, and put them on the wall here. But I don't know if that's a good idea or not, because they might fall down. So anyway, I was working at International High School today. That was my I'm a substitute teacher, and it was so fun. So... I had lots of time to write haiku, so I wrote a few. And um, anyway, so <clears throat> some are nice, some are not so nice. Well, they're not really nice or not nice, actually. They're haiku. Let's hear them. Let's come to our own conclusions. Okay. These are my America haiku. First, thrift. Then, excess. Now, Everything goes. America plays ball. This is America number two. What bugs brought on the ballast of the old ships changed American soil? And then here's another one. Um, I'm allowed to be a DAR. But my dad told me not to tell. I said, that is American Revolution. Yeah, I'm technically, I could go, but my dad said they were racist, but anyway, I didn't want to have to explain that. They were definitely worried. Go ahead. (laughs) But technically, I could if I wanted. Oh, well, good. Okay. Okay. Um, Here, you everybody's welcome. No, no, no. I I find it. No, no, no. It's just. My dad said, no, that's what my father told me is that they were okay to, okay to burst the bubble. He said they were racist. And so like, but technically if I want to walk in, never mind. Okay. Okay. The haiku said it all. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Right on Barbara. How to explain it. That's all right. Thank you. Roll on. <laughs> I got you. Okay. An Indian woman on her Victorian porch stares at the door. And then my last one. Uh, Poets used to die to show the truth. Now some cheat like fake musicians. Wow. Yeah, that cheating will get you somewhere, nowhere, or just get you everywhere, but not everywhere. But here, well, Barbara, thanks a lot. And I really encourage you 
And your haiku, because a haiku is a special treat. You have the, the number of syllables. How many syllables is a haiku? It's 17, but I was doing what I think they call an American haiku. But I, w- I have some stickies, and I can leave them. Oh. Poets used to die to show the truth. Now, some cheat like fake musicians. Oh. Well, so, it's not even sticky. Well, hey, Bridget. Huh. Bridget, what, what, Bridget, why don't you, you have some stickies? I have I, stickies. I don't have stickies, but I will be glad to copy them. And oh, no, I have you. stickies. She'll give you the stickies. Okay. So okay. we'll put it out there. I wouldn't mind. Uh, now we're, uh, I might. But thank you, David and Valerie, for letting me share. Well, yeah. The, 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 thanks the, thanks for sharing. Thanks for writing. I changed one of your lines, though, if you don't mind. That's fine. <laughs> Remember the one that said, America plays ball? Yeah. Uh, I changed it to, I think, well, no. No, please. 17 Sybils. America plays ovaries. <laughs> oh. That's fine. America plays ovaries. I actually had Bridget trouble with that everyone. last line. I, I changed it a couple times. I wasn't sure... How to say that last line? Oh, cool. Say that cool. about ovaries in America. Yes. They play us. They don't pay us. They play us. They don't pay us. <laughs> with the ovaries. What the fuck? Yes, and and uh, just just an announcement here before as we get going. It's five fifteen. Okay. So we have thirty more minutes of today's program. So I know that uh, Eric out there is set up. And ready to roll after we talk to Bridget. And then we'll go straight into the uh, 16th Street Birds on a Wire. So just, you know, like a few minutes here and there. And then we had a couple other folks show up. I don't know if they're around or coming back. But we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, we're uh, keep, keeping it keeping it tight. Keeping it rolling. Well, we, can, we can keep it tight. There's no dead air around here. No, and, no, uh, definitely not. Fill, we have plenty fill, to uh, fill go. fill the air with. But anyway, here's that Bridget. <laughs> not afraid about that. Hello, Bridget was here a couple weeks ago, just last week, and she's out of Pacifica, shaking it up. Am I right? Yes, out of Pacifica. And, uh, you have a new copy. You have a copy of your journal, all handwritten. Oh, uh, it's called Eyes On. Eyes On, and this is all your work. It's all my work. Wowzie. Well, you can take some little stickies and put them around Pacifica, too. <laughs> yeah. But the ovaries, too. I might make them into black and white, though, because yeah, I'm well, kind of, if you don't know, if you didn't notice, I kind of like black and white. <laughs> I see it. And well, so, mostly because it's so cheap. It's a paper and a pen. So, yeah. let me look. Wow, well, look at it. And you began, wow, well, look how yeah. beautiful this is. It's cool. I mean, this is really Did special. And I've got... Thank you, thank you. Yes, I, I love, I love what it looks like, and I love what it says because it's all about basically taking Valentine's Day back, you know, creating a Galentine's event around uh, a Galentine's, yeah, Galentine's <laughs> from five to eight, and and it really could be like nationwide if 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 the buzz got out there. And and I just want to thank Mutiny Radio for being in existence today. I know I've talked to Pam in the past, and and there, she've had she's had plenty of offers and you know in today's world it's it's hard to find a free uh radio wave or a free tv wave or even now a free internet wave and this is a free wave based on the feeling the understanding and knowledge that we're all in this together that's right that's right somehow it all fits if there's no dead air 
and whatever folks who are reaching out out of their minds, out of what they do, out of putting it together, and it will fit. And you and said today's show is just an example, of just that. Exactly. People have gotten it out all of bed. fits. So I think I'm going to it's Friday. Exactly. I'm going down. I'm going down to the common thread, <laughs> and because they had that, because I am part of this common thread, and so and you have this beautiful. Um, well, what, what, what do you call this? Well, uh, I call it a newsetta. Newsetta, okay. Because it's kind of new. It's not kind of your old newspaper. Yeah, Pacifica. But it's only one piece of paper, and I try to jam as much information in it as possible every time I produce one, just to spark people's interest, hopefully, so that they can look up the articles and they can do some research. Because I sit at the meetings, at the council meetings, and I observe what's going on. And what's going on is, is criminal, and it should be rectified, but the reason why it's not rectified is because I'm the only one there. And I did this to amplify my voice, but sadly, amplify my voice, though I have, in the town I live. Pacifica. Pacifica. I can get no play. (laughs) Well, what do they do? They hear the council meets. How many members are there in the council? These are are the Pacifica. No, the whole town is run by the real estate industry. Like, every... Orifice. Every orifice. Every orifice. orifice. Every seat uh, of power. From orifice. Yeah. I and like the word orifice. I like the word orifice too. <laughs> and they have, they have this orifice. But anyway, yeah, no. So every you're there, orifice. you go to the city council meeting. So anyway. They know you quite well. They got to. They look out. They're sitting at a long, a long table, aren't they? So how many members are there? There's uh, five members. Five and I'll members. I'll just give you a little bit of an example. Yeah, tell me. The and these are a bunch groups. of dudes, I assume. <laughs> I call it the City Council Chamber of Horrors. Okay. Actually, I think it's um, it's three women to two men, and I don't think sex has anything to do with it. Okay. It's really literally, there's well. some cowards, there's some corrupt people, there's some stupid people, greedy people, and some tired people, and some people that are too busy. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people who They're really tired. shouldn't be in those positions, but they are. But they and this is what happened. Sam Tran, I'm not sure if anybody in this city knows the nightmare of a transit system referred to as Sam Trans. Okay, you can't get anywhere anytime fast for (laughs) a lot of money. And so they want the people of San Mateo County to pay another half cent sales tax so that they can get their shit together. They're not allowed to promote this to city councils. It's illegal, right? So they show up at the last city council meeting, and they say, oh, we wouldn't want to persuade you, but would you mind getting down from the stage, gathering together, and putting our flyers in front of you and smiling and letting us take a picture of you? Wow, and this is the lobbying this side of Samson? This is blatant, right in public at a city council meeting. Mm-hmm. People in the audience, and I'm not even talking about me now, started going, what are you doing? How is that not endorsing this? They're going to take these pictures out and say, see, every city council member in Pacifica thinks it's a good idea. Half cent sales tax. Sam Trans, who should at this point be paying uh, <laughs> for <laughs> pain and suffering that they have caused the people who depend on mass transit in San Mateo County. Not a raise. You know, and where is this money going? Is it going into getting people around? Hell no. It goes straight to the top. It goes exactly. into the salaries. I mean, here we've got the SFMTA people there making really large salaries. Really large. I mean, six figures, but yeah. above the that that don't start with one. I know. You know, I mean, there are people getting paid a lot of a money lot. to. Um, Do you know how much a be, Bart? Um, and this is an elected just, position, by the way. A Bart 
board member makes a year. Guess wildest dreams. Six hundred thousand dollars. Were they the were they the ones who came to? Uh, they can't either. Were they, the, were they the ones who came to the council meeting? They said they're lobbyists. Get these pictures taken. Well, they don't say they're lobbyists. They wouldn't be able to do it at a council meeting. They said that they were just there to let them know what they're about to start trying to do. Well, Would lobbyists. you mind getting down and letting us? But take you're a there, and you you have your your paper. What you do monthly or whatever? Yeah, they, try to put my eyes right on. out. They, which stands out. You gotta. You get to make sure that every member of the city council has a copy of that. I do. I give it right to them. I know you that, but I'm missing that say, Here, put this in the public record, and then the city clerk has to make about twenty copies and give it to all kinds of people up the spectrum. Wow. Because that's the legality of it. So Smart it's really move. Getting read by a lot of government people. There you go. That's the access <laughs> point. Well, anyway, yeah, the V-Day Gala is from 5 to 8. Show up somewhere local on a bridge, preferably. Wear purple. Uh, listen to Purple Rain, um, because purple is red and blue mixed together, and that's what we have to be right now. And stop talking about the Democrats and the Republicans, because their whole existence was only meant to undermine our actual the people will, the people's will from being sovereign. Yes. So anyway, get together with your girlfriends from five to eight, and the. It's next Wednesday. Wednesday is on. And uh, wear purple and let the shop owners know when you're shopping that you're looking for women-owned businesses and when they're owned by men that they are letting their women employees make some money on the side from 5 to 8 during the gala. These folks are coming by next week. That's what There's no power out there. No power? These are the people that were just here? They flip a switch or flip a or something. We've had that done before. You've got, you've I got to write down this information. There's a switch right over there, I think. So, there's a switch. are we still on the air? Yes. I'll yeah, ramble if you don't mind. I mean, how are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, this is delightful to see all these folks come through. Yes, uh, thank you for being here. Do we put together? You were telling me about something on Hippie Hill. What's Friday. going on? Well, that's going to be Friday. I mean, Sunday. Sunday at, at what time? All day long. There's no particular time. Just come. Just come anytime? And you'll see a tent. Yeah, after two. The two will be a good time to come. Two, two. But then you'll see a tent. You'll see about people's, people's library. You'll see people's I, I assume it's smoking friendly. It's all total smoking friendly. Okay. Is it it's psychedelic legal, friendly? Legal. <laughs> so many people got arrested there. And I've seen people back okay, in the day. Okay, this is where I crossed the line. They would be sitting, uh, quietly sitting, uh, passing a J. And suddenly they came down on... They came down on motorcycles, on those little bikes, really? grabbing people. Or on horseback, they'd come through, and they'd grab you and run you down to the police station. I busted! But it's no longer, they picked on Hippie Hill. That's now the greatest guy. Uh, Do you think they're going to pick on people if we no, show up? No, it's legal now. It's totally legal. Well, it's it legal. should have been legal the whole time, don't of we have? Of course it should have been. We people have a right to assembly. Okay, well, we're going to assemble. We're going to gather. We have a right to free and, speech. Uh, we're we're going to smoke a jay. We're going to freely speak. Cool, there cool. You know what I think? There. You know and what I think the last on, generation of... Well, re- what's going on there is also... The, 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 for years, I have since the, the 67. The, uh, since 60, and before that, what's called Hippie Hill, yes. is uh, the drum circle. There'll be drums. Oh, the drum circle. Amazing collection. People will be dancing freely. It's the most amazing drum circle. Plus, you, you'll see people, you know, the didgeridoo? 
I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be didgeridoo. All right. All right. Do you know what I'm hoping for right now? What are you hoping for? I think that there's a lot of people from the older generation that know rebellion a little bit. They know they know the ropes. And there's a lot of younger people that are not willing to deal with uh, this world that has really been created by people that were born almost a century ago. I mean, no, no, I love you. I mean, I'm just saying that, that people that were born a century ago almost are in control. And, and they're, vo- they're the heaviest voting sector. I, I mean, I think, you know, the young people today don't realize what's happening. Old people are making all of the decisions about how we spend our tax dollars, which is really our accumulated wealth. That's why we need to pay attention to politics. Well, Dylan, it, it, it's billions of dollars. It's like we own billions of dollars and we don't give a shit who is in charge of spending that money. That's it's pure question. insanity. Well, yeah, it's pure insanity. Well, we and I think that we, that we, we need to bring can. women right yeah, into those seats like we're bringing our friend we Val into the seat it. as we speak. Well, look. Uh, Hello, Val. We're trying to, so maybe we'll see you there. <laughs> maybe we'll see you all out there. Those who like to come. Do you have to uh, look for the pup fan? I will. Look for the big Friday. Sign. Next uh, Friday. Sunday. It's Sunday. 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 Next Friday will be Sunday, here. Sunday. 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 Friday. Saturday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. 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 Hippie Hill. Two o'clock. Oh my God. My dream is that every Sunday everybody would stop what they were doing, and just hang out with each other and party. Maybe I'm manifesting that dream. Can we manifest that dream? Well, come and check out the drum. There's a huge drum circle with saxophones and didgeridoos. There was conversation. People are hanging out. It's going to be a beautiful Sunday. It's incredible. Off the screen and into the scene. See you there. Right? Off the screen and into the scene. Well, look at it. Hey, just give me your hand. (laughs) We're now being heard on the planet of the internet saying just these things. Our first member of the right of free speech. But hear me. Yes, we have the right of free speech. I gotta write this information down. Are we still going? Do you want to say anything? What's your? No. I think we're on the air. I think we should. Maybe. No. Filth milk. Okay. Well, he's got it going on too. Look at this. This is a multi-incident guy. So much excitement around here at Mutiny Radio. All right. I see we got our friend Eric up there. Filth milk. AKA filth milk. And uh, he's got a whole thing set up. I I can't even begin to. <laughs> know what he's done, um, technically speaking. But uh, go for it, Eric. I don't know if he can hear me out there. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, we're ready for you. I hear you. I hear it's on. It's on, Eric. All right. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. Come on down and join us on a Friday, and uh, we'd love to have you come down and do what you do. I'm not really sure what's happening. Hands are moving quickly. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. 
well, well, he he gets his all. Uh, anyhow, there's a, a lot going on at Mutiny Radio always, but I want to encourage everybody to come down and join us for, in March, March 1st to the 5th. Uh, Pam Benjamin, our station director and the host of Pam Tastic Comedy Clubhouse, has put together an amazing lineup. And it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018, uh, sponsored by Spark, which is a cannabis dispensary and uh so you can um come on down and enjoy some of the shows it's 37 comics 25 shows over five days and there's room here for 30 audience members so it'll be streaming live and there'll be podcasts but uh we hope you come on down this is going to be a big fundraiser for the station as well you can get tickets uh there's eventbrite tickets um if you check out our website mutinyradio.fm and see uh what's available uh come on down and join us so i'm wondering if uh filth milk is ready to roll he's having some technical difficulties oh i see that i can read something oh blood flower can read something while while we wait for that all right part. is that cool yeah absolutely go for it all right i love him. thank you thank you i love will commence <laughs> um Obscure other, guardian of my secrets, whispers gently from an open grave, fresh and fragrant. I am here to release you from the thrill of a timely release. Secret other, amber designer of desire, walks a manicured street of blind exaltation, offering, as always, a lower form of abasement yet, a lower form of the life force's lowest embrace. Sakyamuni gently taps a lotus foot on Shotwell Street, invoking a shady Tarantella that modulates from a murmur to a brown paper shriek. First it tickles, then it kills, croons the tarantula, plexiglass Christs and dead bolts of brass, will not thwart our dance to the rhythm of your ultimate demise.
Well, folks, this is uh, that was some cool stuff coming from Filth Milk. Um, I know that today has been a day of technical challenges. Um, we're rolling along. I just lost Wi-Fi, uh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. But you know, that's that's okay. We're we're flexible format here. Luckily, at Mutiny Radio, uh, so. Uh, where it's going to keep rolling, rolling along. I know we've got another performer who showed up and we're going to try to make it happen for everybody, but um, we really only have 10 minutes left. So I'm, let's see. Uh, broke a guitar string, but we got new guitar strings. I'm on drums now, which is a really big change because I've never played drums before. All right, you got to unplug that, please. You got to unplug all that. That's that's going to like blow us out here. Including my ears. All right. Being back on mini radio. Uh sorry taking so long. We're just trying to get set up. I mean, I love talking
16th Street Birds on a Wire. Get yourself some microphones. There we go. Roll your own. Thanks, you guys. You guys are always really um, cool, and I appreciate you being here and rolling with us here, rolling with the with the punches here. So, yeah, you guys got a song? Uh, go for it.
official song that we came up with, you guys. We just wrote that today. Uh, we really want to thank Media Radio and all the support we've been getting from all the community and stuff. And yeah, thank you. There's living proof that practice may not make perfect, but it just might make better. And as you come down here, it just make better. We're used to it, used to how it rolls, and there's room for everybody. Thanks a lot. Birds on the wire. Thank you, brother. And gender free. Transgendering all past Thank you, Diamond Dave. Thank you, Global Val. This is Mr. Bloodflower on the piano. And this is Mr. J. Krishnamurti. Most of us are not in communion with anything. We're not directly in communion with our friends, with our wives, with our children. We're not in communion with anything directly. There are always barriers, mental, imaginary, and actual. And this separativeness is the cause, obviously, the cause of sorrow. Don't say, yes, we've read this. We know this verbally. If you are capable of experiencing it directly, you will see that sorrow cannot come to an end by any mental process. You can explain sorrow away, which is a mental process. But sorrow is still there, although you may cover it up. So, to understand sorrow, surely you must love it. That is, you must be in direct communication with it. If you would understand anything completely, your neighbor, your wife, or any relationship, you must be near it. You must come to it without any objection, prejudice, condemnation, or repulsion. You must look at it. If I would understand you, I must have no prejudices against you. I must be capable of looking at you without the barriers, screens of my prejudices and conditioning. I must be in communion with you, which means I must love you. Similarly, if I were to understand sorrow, <laughs> I must love it. I must be in communion with it. I cannot do so because I'm running away from it through explanations, through theories, through hopes. 
through postponements. Which are all the process of verbalization. So words prevent me from being in com communion with sorrow. Words prevent me! Words! Of explanation, rationalizations, which are still words, which are the mental process from being directly in communion with sorrow. It's only when I'm in communion with sorrow that I understand it. The next step is, am I the observer of sorrow different from sorrow? Am I the thinker, the experiencer different from sorrow? I have externalized it in order to do something about it, in order to avoid it, in order to conquer it, in order to run away. But am I different from that which I call sorrow? Obviously not. So I am sorrow. It is not that there is sorrow and I am different from it. I am sorrow. Then only, is there a possibility of ending sorrow? As long as I am the observer of sorrow, there is no ending of sorrow. But when there is the realization that sorrow is the me, that the observer himself is the sorrow, when the mind realizes it is itself sorrow. Not when it's observing sorrow, not when it is feeling sorrow. That is itself the creator of sorrow and the feeler of sorrow. Then there is an ending of sorrow. Woo! This is an extraordinarily difficult thing to experience be aware of because for centuries we have divided this thing mm. this requires not traditional thinking but very alert watchful intelligent awareness <laughs> that intelligent integrated state aloneness when the observer is the observed then there is the integrated state and in that aloneness in that state of being completely alone full when the mind is not seeking anything not groping neither seeking reward or avoiding punishment when the mind is truly still only then does that which is not measured by the mind come into being.
All right, folks. So that is a wrap on the Common Thread Collective today. That was James Zealous reading J. Krishnamurti, Bloodflower on piano. Before that, we had 16th Street Birds and a Wire. Before that, we had Filth Milk, who's got a really cool sound, um, but it was a little bit much for our uh, equipment here today. Um, so sorry about that, folks. But thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. And thanks so much to everybody here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, thanks to the next DJ who's coming in for the comedy happy hour open mic, the George is super cool and uh, hangs out and, and lets us kind of uh, roll roll through on the common thread as we do. I'm Val here and Dave Dave's with us and um, we'll be here next week so please come and join us. Uh, we're going to have a cool crew coming down from the Shelton Theater. Nowhere Man is a play written by Nina Sacco and the cast is coming